Hey, my name is Phil, and this is my wife, Meredith, and we are the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're so glad that you have connected with us here today and that you're getting ready to listen to a message that we know is going to build a resilient faith in your life. Right now, in this moment and in our days ahead, let's continue declaring Jesus over every situation. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's been a long, long time. The last time that I was here, I... I think it was many, many years ago, but I'm so glad that God's timing is always perfect. And today when we are all here together and I can see you and you can see me and those that are watching online, I know that it's God's perfect timing and we have a divine appointment here with Him this morning. Hallelujah. In our time of worship and every time you come to the house of God, it is very important for us to realize that it's something more than just entering into a room or an auditorium or hall or at Cornerstone Church. I have a word that the Lord has laid on my heart and I want to bring it to you very quickly. And it's found in the book of um, Hebrews chapter 10. Let me read to you from the book of Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to go to a few verses. And it's important for you to hear past my voice, to hear the voice of God. Because God wants to speak to you. I know very clearly, distinctly, when I was praying for the service this morning, that the Lord has written this upon the tables of my heart, that I will be able to translate it and bring it to you, thus saith the Lord. Please hear what the Word of God is saying, as it says now, starting from verse 19. He says, Having therefore, brethren, bonus to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse two, the next verse, verse 20. By a new and a living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh, which is his body. Now this is, this is important because as I was talking about how coming into the house of God every time you come to church, what God is saying is that because of Jesus, that he took our sins upon himself and was nailed on a cross. And on that cross, Jesus died not because he had sinned, him who knew no sin became sin for us. He died carrying our sins, paying the price in full for our redemption. That we can be reconciled back with God Almighty, the Creator. That we will have a, the new beginning of a relationship with God that we never had or that it was broken because of our sins. That now we can become, through Jesus Christ, a child of God. But beyond that, it is not just so that we can get saved and just go on with life. But he brought us from out of darkness into the kingdom of God. And in God's kingdom, as Jesus said, I raise up the church that I am the head of the church, that he put every part, everyone that is born again, saved, brought into the kingdom of God, that we will connect ourselves to the church of Jesus Christ called the body of Christ. And in many ways and in every way, it is expressed by way of the local church, such as Cornerstone here in Toledo. But watch what God is saying this morning. He says that you're to come, we can come boldly. We can come into the holiest place. Now, which means to say that beyond just entering these doors, beyond just finding a seat here, he says there is an arena, there is a realm that you enter into that goes past the atmosphere of this hall. You get right into the holiest place. Now, in the days of Jesus, 2,000 years ago, the holiest place was not accessible to everybody. In fact, most people. It's only a select few that could go into the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies in the temple of God represents where the Shekinah glory of God is, where the presence of God dwells. But he says today is no longer the same because of Jesus. He died, he was buried, and on the third day he rose again from the dead so that he will give to us a free and total full access into the holiest place, into the very presence where God is. I remember that incredible book Bishop Pitts wrote, Power Shift. Power Shift, talking about atmosphere. 
talking about entering into that atmosphere. That is the atmosphere where things of the supernatural happens. That's the place where we get into the very place where God will pour out of His Spirit, when God will do the unusual, when God will manifest His presence to us. And He says, now all of us, because of Jesus, all of us now can go to the holiest place. Hallelujah. And so I want to tell you that beyond coming to church, you get to enter if you seek for it, if you desire it, if you earnestly persevere to get into that presence, whether it's during the time of worship, during your time of preparation before you came in prayer, during the time when we pray, during the time when the Word of God is being brought to you and you're receiving it, when the Holy Spirit is at work, seek not only to enter into that realm where God's presence is, but to stay in the presence of God. Because great things from God will happen. And God is going to reward us. It says on in these verses. Let me read to you the next verse. It says in verse 21. He says, and having a high priest over the house of God. Having a high priest. Where is the high priest? He says the high priest is in the house of God. Now, what is another name for the house of God? God's house. The Father's house. The church. Now, God says that there is a dimension. There is a dimension that you come into. There is a manifestation of God. There is a promise from God and there is a work of God the Spirit that happens because the high priest is in the house. Now I understand that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost and God dwells in our hearts. And that's very real and that's very true. My God, if it is not, then what will happen to us when we spend and desire to spend time with him every morning or every day or whichever part of the day when we seek God. But he says that he's talking now about something more, something different, something that cannot be replaced by your daily devotion. And something that happens in the house of God, he says, in the house of God, there is a high priest and his name is Jesus. There is someone that advocates for us. There's someone that's here that will plead for our sins and our shortcomings and our unrighteousness. There is someone, the high priest that's here that's going to bring our pride, our appeals, our needs before the Father. There's someone that is here that's going to connect and bring about the flow of God's supernatural power to heal, save and deliver in the house of God. Let me read the next verse. Let me go on, please. In the next verse, he says, 22, and let us draw near with a true heart in full, or with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Next verse, 23, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promise you see i'll tell you why and what is the context of that scripture the book of hebrews was written to the jewish believers it was in a time where there were so much of atrocities that was done to the followers of jesus christ they have to pay a huge price to follow Jesus. And after some years, many years of the church being raised up, established, and there were so many that filled the church, came to the local assembly week after week, and every day they were gathered all over the place in Jerusalem and everywhere to worship the living God our Savior, Jesus Christ. But it cost them dearly to come to church because 
To start with, they were marginalized. They were hated by the people in those days as followers of Jesus. They were marked, they were tagged as deviant and as people that were crazy and believing in something that was false. There was a fervency about them and they loved the Lord their God and they were willing to lay down their life because they believed in Jesus Christ. But after many, many years, the book of Hebrews was written to stir up the faith of the people again, to encourage the believers one more time, to talk to them about the walk of faith and even to the point of giving them examples of many that perished, that died, that laid down their lives and were persecuted and were killed for their faith and that it was worth it all. Yes, it was a time where it was not the thing to go back to church. You know, we've gone through the pandemic, we're in the post-pandemic or whatever you call it. In different parts of the world, it may be different, but in my part of the world, in Southeast Asia, it's very severe. They took it very severely to the point where we can't go to the next town. Police blocks, roadblocks, curfews. We, 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 we had so much of restrictions. Church was shut and everything was online. We just opened up the country on the 1st of April, just a few days ago. There was huge, huge problems. You can imagine the social economic problems that the people had to suffer through the times. And of course, because they wanted the people to toe the line and to follow and, and, and submit to the regulations and the requirements, there is lots of fear factors. It's a lot of things that were spewing out there to bring anxieties and fears and worries to keep people away from each other and maintain social distancing for a long time, for two years. But I'll tell you, in those unusual times, God has a plan. And God did a great thing, and I've seen it for these two years. There has never been, regardless of what you say, the police blocks and checks and all that, I have not been off the street every day. I'm out somewhere for the last two years. Every day. And God has been using our ministry to do incredible things. We've expanded, we've grown, we've seen God manifest Himself in His love and His power, but putting that all aside. But because of that fear, because of what was instilled in the minds of the people, we have allowed the devil to lie to us. We have allowed the enemy to come in to the plans of God and this, in the midst of the disruption, the interruptions, We've allowed the enemy to dictate to us what we can do, what we cannot do instead of what the Word of God says. You see, the, we, we are no way close to what these Hebrew believers had to go through. And what would God say to these people who will risk their life getting out of their homes and going to church? What would God say to them? God says, that you've got to come boldly, come boldly in full confidence of faith. He says, you come because the high priest, Jesus Christ, is in the house of God. Now, I, I, please forgive me if you're offended or I, I'm not talking about those who, because of medical issues or things like that, that you cannot, you just cannot. But I'm talking about a lot of people like where I come from, that we have come to a place where everything is so norm and, and things have been accepted to such that this is better. No, it's not. This is not what God says to the church and especially the church of the end times. God would not change. The word of God remains the same and God says the same thing about the church that Jesus paid the price in full to redeem. He says, let us draw near, but we have, stand, we have stood far. The opposite of drawing near is to stay away. He says, don't stay away. He says, come closer. 
He says, draw near with full confidence of faith. Draw near. He says, you hold fast to your confession of faith. Why do you have to hold fast? Because it's easy to lose it. It's very easy in this environment to lose your faith. Because your faith gets shaken and tested. But he says, hold fast to your faith. Don't let it go. Don't lose it. He says, hold fast. Get a good grip of it. If there's something that comes and attack your faith and want to tear it up and bring it down and steal it from you, he says, you're going to fight that fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight it back. Fight to take it back. Fight to preserve faith. You've got to continue to grow in that faith. And in a time like this, your faith should be stronger, should be more powerful. Your faith should be greater faith. Hallelujah. I want to encourage everybody that's receiving this. Grow that faith. Get everything you can so that faith will grow. He says in the next verse, and let us consider one another to provoke one another unto love and to good works. How do you do that? Oh yes, we can be online. Oh yes, we can receive the message and all of those things. But God was speaking in the context of a near impossible situation for the Hebrew believers. And it's beyond inconvenience. Today, it's about inconvenience. It was beyond inconvenience to them and God commanded them that they are to come to the house of God. And they are to stir one another up in love and in good works. Let me ask you a question. Have you known of an army in the world that is online? To go to battle online? Come on, church. Are we soldiers of Christ? Are we people that God has given a calling and an assignment on this world? That we are to have the marching orders of God and go with God's marching orders and go out and win the world for Jesus. You can't do it online. There is no army that is out there fighting a spiritual battle or whatever battle it is without being able to come together and go together. I tell you, that's what the devil has been doing for a long time. To dismantle the army of God. To render us powerless when we're supposed to render him powerless. He's been able to rip and strip and bring the church to a place where we think it's the right thing to do. It's the new norm and it, it, it's, it's all we can travel the world on our internet. But we could never win the world this way. Now we know this verse very well. But now you understand the context of these few verses. And why verse 25 just appear out of nowhere. And we use this to encourage people to come together. But it has its context. He's talking about times like ours. He's talking about times when it's difficult, it's inconvenient, where we get more suggestions to stay home than to come to the house of God. He says, not forsaking. 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. As the manner of some that have forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. He says, don't do that. But exalting one another. And much more as you see the day approaching. As you are living in the end times. I pray that you hear God this morning. God put it in my heart to bring it to you and you. You look past whatever you don't want, whatever you don't like. Because God never gave to us suggestions, opinions, ideas. He gives us commands. And it's commands for us to obey. And he says, come with full confidence, faith. 
Where is our faith that we will stay away and we will pull back? God says that we as a people of God, we came into the kingdom. It's impossible for us to have come into the kingdom of God if not by faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says it's by grace through faith that we are saved not by works lest any man should boast. He says it is the grace of God. Yes, it's the grace of God and the hand of grace that is extended to the whole world today. But yet the whole world is not saved. Why? Because it's not just about the hand of grace that is given to the whole world. But when it's until someone reaches out with his hand of faith and connect with the hand of grace that we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. It's faith. We couldn't have come into the kingdom of God if we had no faith in God. And Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says that this is the revelation of the righteousness of God that is from faith to faith. In other words, we start with faith. We couldn't have gone on without faith. And it's impossible in our Christian life to live it victoriously, meaningfully, and fulfilling, except that it is lived by faith. He says we continue in life. Matter of fact, you cannot go to heaven if you don't believe. If you don't believe that there is a heaven, you can't get there. And so therefore, all the way through, all the way to the point where we promoted to heaven, we have to have faith in God. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. So we need to have faith and believe what Jesus promised, that heaven is our eternal home. Before we could even get our transportation to heaven is by way of our faith. Faith in God. From faith to faith. And then the quotation of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 continues in that verse of 17, Romans 1, where he says, the righteous, those that have been justified, the just shall live by faith. We need to apply faith. We need to use faith. He says, Come boldly, because faithful is he that has promised. God has given us great and precious promises in the Father's house. What his promises when we come to seek his presence. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. Not maybe you can or could be possible. Impossible to please God. You know, it's... It's the same way, you know, when we, don't, when we don't trust God, when we don't have faith in God, it is like we insulted God. It's just like when you, prom you said, I promise you, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going I'm to give this to you. And you said, I, I, I don't believe it. You've insulted the person. And that person has become displeased. And why you expect that person to do anything for you? If he's not pleased with you because you insulted him, then what about God? No wonder he says without faith, you can't please him. But if you've got faith, he says those that come to him, those that come to the house of God, he says those that come to him must believe not only he exists, but that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, he responds to you. He comes to you where you will be satisfied and you will be filled and you will be overjoyed and he'll give you the joy, the fulfillment when you're in God's presence. And here we are in God's presence. He says you diligently seek him. That's the incredible result of faith at work. When you have faith in God. I don't know where I would be today if I didn't trust my father. I was raised as an orphan in a Taoist or easy to, for you to understand, in a Buddhist monastery. I don't know who my parents, my father, my mother, my brothers, my, I don't know any of them. My 
last name came from my adoptive mother, not my father. So I don't have a birth certificate. And she adopted me as being one of the nuns in the Buddhist temple. And so I grew up very religious, but very rebellious. I don't have time to tell all of the story, but all that I can say is, I am who I am today because of Jesus Christ. And so all through my life, I never knew what it means to have a father, to call anyone father. And I struggled for a long time with calling God my father. Until one day when the walls of my heart broke down. When I came into a supernatural revelation that he is my father. And from that day till now, I praise God for my wife and I. We've been married for 37 years, but I, I and all through the time from my young days now, I praise God that we have learned from a long time ago how to trust my father. Remember what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6? It says you're always talking to people about your needs, talking to people about you need this, would you help me, would you give me this? And Jesus said your father in heaven knows all these things. He already knew, you don't have to say a word, the father knew. We need to grow our faith. It is just like the woman with the issue of blood. She lost all her money. She was going home to die because there is no more hope that she would recover. After all those 18 years of suffering that plague and that disease. And suddenly on his way, on her way back, she heard the commotion and people started to tell her that Jesus is coming down the road. And she remembered who Jesus is. And she thought to herself, if I only could touch the edge, the bottom of her, his garment, I know I will be healed. There was a determination. She got down on her fall. She crawled through. To start with, she's unclean because of the issue of blood. She's unclean. She cannot get close to anybody. And number two, she's a woman in, his, in her day. You can't get round and close to the men. And Jesus was surrounded by all these men. And she says, if I can crawl through those legs and touch the helm of his garment, I know that I will be healed. The Bible says that those that seek him, they seek him diligently. He's a rewarder of them. She sought Jesus diligently. She crawled through the dirt and she grabbed a hold of the edge of her, his garment and suddenly, it was all dried up. She was healed. But that was not all. Here is something that is important that you learn. Jesus turned right around and said, who touched me? <laughs> These men around him say, so what do you mean, Jesus? Who touched you? Everybody touched you. He says, no, somebody touched me. What was that about? It was a connection by way of her faith. It was a connection and opened the channels that caused a flow of the virtue of Jesus that went into his, her body and by the power of God, she was instantly healed. And her faith opened up the channel. You said, but there are so many people around me and there and I'm so far away or I'm watching online and how could it happen? I'll tell you, God who is a spirit, he's right by the side of every person. And wherever you are, when you diligently seek him, your faith reaches out and miracles happened. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me who heals all my diseases. Praise God. I want to tell you when Jesus came into Jerusalem and it was in a time where we call today 
Palm Sunday. And right after she, Jesus entered Jerusalem, I want to read a scripture to you in the book of Matthew. Matthew, Matthew chapter 21. Let me read to you and I want to pray with you. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. says Matthew am I in Matthew 21 Matthew chapter 21 verse uh, 13 Matthew oh I was in Matthew 24 I couldn't find it <laughs> all right thank you thank you Bishop Matthew 21 it says in verse 13 when he came through the gates of Jerusalem. He went into the temple of God. And he says here, and he said to all of them that was in the temple, he says, it is written. What happens when Jesus arrives? What happens when Jesus comes into the Father's house? What happens when the high priest is in God's house? He says, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves and the blind and the lame. The sick came to Jesus, came into the temple, and he healed them. Oh my. Jesus arrived. Jesus is in the Father's house. And when the high priest is there, he says, there is one that will come with healing in his hands. There's one that will come with deliverance and with the power to resurrect and to raise up anyone in his state of condition. Anyone that will call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved because the high priest is in the house. And he said, the sick came in and they were healed. Jesus healed them all. Praise be to God. This is one of those days. Are you ready? This is one of those days. This is a day that for some of you, your life will change one more time. I've been in the United States for two weeks. This is my last day. Tomorrow I fly back to Malaysia. I have seen from town to town, from every place that I've been, the power of God come down in the Father's house. Yesterday I... I was in San Diego and I saw so many testimonies that came up the platform and they were all testifying about the miracles, the impossible situations. The doctors couldn't do anything for them and God healed them. They have gone through their sickness for 20 years, 30 years and God healed them. They have been coming in and could barely walk. They couldn't and there they are running on the platform healed by the power of God. I've seen that over at, at Strong Tower Church and the week before, I've seen it in, in, in Connecticut. I, I've seen it in everywhere that I've been. I've seen God's miraculous power from starting from Sacramento all the way down, going to Miami and different places. God's done it before. He's going to do it again today. Last night as I was praying for you, God told me very distinctly that there are people here who are sick and need a miracle of God and God is going to heal you today. Those that are watching online, get ready. Because God who is a spirit is right by your side. What you need today is not the touch of a man. What you need today is the touch of almighty God. And almighty God is ready to touch you. And meet your need. I'm not talking about medicine where something might happen a week or a month from now. I'm talking about when the power of God comes on your body. Suddenly, the pain is gone. The sickness is gone. And God gives you a miracle. That's what I call a miracle of God. You don't have to go home with your sickness. You can leave them here and go home with the healing that God gives you today. Get ready. I may pray more than one miracle prayer. In this first miracle prayer, God says, 
He's going to heal people very quickly of three kinds of sickness. Get ready for that. Number one, you're suffering from backbone spinal conditions. You have lower back pains, conditions that affects your mobility. You may have problems with your kneecaps. You may have problems with your neck or your shoulders. Frozen shoulders. You have been suffering from arthritis or rheumatism. God wants to set you free today. Some of you may have had an accident or a fall. Something is wrong. You've lost the use of one or more of your limbs. God's going to heal you today. Whatever that's wrong with your bones. Number two, if you're suffering from breathing conditions, you've got asthma. This will be your last day. You have been suffering from maybe scars on your lungs or problems with your lungs, shortness of breath, low oxygen levels. God is going to heal you. You have suffered from COVID. God is going to set you totally free. You've got problems with your breathing that may be connected to your heart. God will heal that too. You may have had sinus. One side of your nose or both sides always blocked or fluids. God's going to dry it up. It doesn't matter how long you've had them. God is going to set you free. Number three, you're suffering from hearing problems. You've got interference. You're hearing sounds. You're hearing whatever bells or whatever you're hearing. Or you have reduced hearing or you couldn't even hear at all from one ear. Or you brought someone who couldn't hear from both. You may not even have an eardrum. I've seen plenty of miracle testimonies of people who could hear when they were born not able to hear from one ear or both. God wants to give you back your hearing today. I'll pray for other miracle prayers and others that are sick, but right now, God's ready to heal you of these three kinds of conditions. Bone conditions, breathing conditions, hearing conditions. If you have any of these three, would you please stand up quickly? And those that are watching online, you do the same thing. You stand up as an act of obedience. Now, when you're standing up, listen carefully. I will pray the miracle prayer. The power, in fact, the power of Almighty God is already on some people. People are receiving their miracles even before I start. Right there. Right here. Right there. God, God is, I'm going to move quickly. God is healing people right over there. The power of God is here. When the power of God comes on your body, something's going to be happening there. And when I finish, the power of God is still on your body. I don't want any one of you standing to sit down. I will ask you to do what you could not do before because of your condition. You check yourself. Some of you may need to get out to the aisles and walk and run and jump, breathe or, or check your hearing, whatever you need to do. And then you'll find that God has healed you. Now quickly, put your hand over your sickness. Wherever the sickness is, it's just a point of contact. Put your hand over your sickness. If you are sick in more than two places, you only got two hands. Put your hand on your forehead. I'm going to pray now in the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit of backbone and spinal condition. I bind arthritis and rheumatism. In the name of Jesus, go. And in Jesus' name, I command their kneecaps to be loose now. In Jesus' name, I speak for a creative miracle over their kneecaps. 
And in the name of Jesus, I loose their necks and their shoulders. Go in Jesus' name and be free. And in the name of Jesus, I bind every foul spirit of paralysis. You foul demon that causes crippling conditions. Go from them now. There he is. There it is. And I speak for a new construction, realignment of their bones. And I command nerves to come in order. Ah, there he goes. There he goes. In the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit of asthma. Go down. And in Jesus name. I command every lung condition to be reversed. In Jesus name. I speak for every part of their breathing system to work again. In the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit of deafness. I command it to come out of your ears. Out. There he goes. Out. Out. There he goes. In the name of Jesus. I command hearing to be restored. In Jesus' name. Receive your hearing. There he goes. In the name of Jesus. Pain. I command you to go and never return. Go now. There he goes. Go now. Go. Pain. Go. And in the name of Jesus, I release the healing power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Receive your miracle now. In the name of Jesus. Receive your miracle. There it is. That's the power of Almighty God. Something is happening to the people up in the balconies, down here, watching on the screen. Something wonderful is happening to you. Now quickly, take your hands off, open your eyes, look up here. Now, do what you could not do before. Check it now, check. Check, you find it, the pain is gone. You find it, your hearing is back. Check, check, there it is. Something good happening to you. Check, keep checking. Check your breathing. Do what you cannot do before. You'll find that you're healed. You need to get out to the house, bend up and down, lift up your legs. And those that are, have come with walking sticks, you just put it aside and start walking on the spot. You'll find that you're loose, you're free. That's the power of Almighty God. People have received their miracles. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, more, there are more. Keep checking. The power of God is still on your body. Now, if you have checked and you know that the pain is gone, you know that the sickness is gone, you know that the lungs is breathing well, you know that your ears are hearing again, you know God gave you a miracle. If you know it, lift up your hand, wave to me. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I know. Someone else, someone up in the balcony, yes, 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 yes. There are so many people that are here. Now put your hands down, put your hands down. Now listen carefully. I'm not talking about you standing by faith, believing God that it will happen. Yes, it will. It'll happen to you too. But I'm talking to those who already know. And the evidence is there with you. And you know God has just healed you. If you know that, one more time, lift up your hand, wave to me. Yes, yes, yes. Your hands are raised. I want you to come down. Tell me what God has done. Come on, come on. Keep walking down to the front. There's so many of you. Keep coming down, coming down, coming down. The leadership will start talking to you. Come, keep walking down. And those of you that are still receiving, keep checking. Keep checking. And as we're talking, God will still be healing people. And suddenly you'll realize that you're healed. And when you know that you're healed, you come down and join the lines. I'll pray for the next miracle prayer after this. Pastor, are you ready? You've got somebody? Come, come. Tell us, Pastor Phil, what happened to this lady. Come, come this way. Okay, so this is Vanessa. Everyone say, hi, Vanessa. Can you share a little bit about your story, about what happened a couple weeks ago? Uh, I heard my back bending, and uh, I needed to go to the hospital twice. They needed to put injections. So yesterday I did something again that it hurt again. So yesterday I went with patches and all those things, so I couldn't bend down. I couldn't lift my leg. Wow. I couldn't put my leg to the side. 
And, and what just happened now? And I just felt the Holy Spirit go over me. And then I felt like really um, hot, like hot, 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 hot. And I had my both my hands here. And, and I was, uh, something was kind of like grabbing here. Mm -hmm. So I just felt it go away and now I can. Now wow, you can move your leg. Come, come on. Look, look at this miracle. Now, you, 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 you couldn't do this before. Watch this miracle of God. Praise God. Oh my goodness. Look at this. God is so good. You couldn't do this before? No. No, not, no three weeks ago, no. Oh, all locked down, but God set her free. Come on. God bless you. Come. What happens? What happened? What happened? What happened? Come. We have precious here. Come, come, come. Come this way. What happened? Go ahead. What happened? Do you know? Okay. Go ahead. Tell me what happened. Oh, yeah. I've been in my knee has been hurting for like six months. They did x-rays, said nothing, but I was still in pain. But when you told her to stand up, before you even started praying, it was gone. It's gone. I can't even do this. You could not. Before this, you couldn't. No. Now you can do it again. Yes. Wow, that's a miracle of God. God bless you. Pastor Phil, go ahead. This is Deb, go ahead. What happened, Dave? Well, I got a brace on, but I hyperextended my knee, and I couldn't hardly walk or stand. It's really been tough all the way through, but now it's moving freely. Oh, come on. Let's, let's get walking. Let's get running. She, he couldn't do this. Now, you, come, 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 come this way. Now, you, you, had, you had what? You had a brace? You had something? Yeah, I got a brace on. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and even with that, you, it's stiff. It's really locked. Hard. Yeah. It hurts. Yep. And all of that, and, and it's all gone. Yes, sir. It's gone. Yep. Look at that. I couldn't raise it like that. You could pain. not. No. Oh, praise God for this praise miracle. God. God bless you. Somebody else, quickly. Come, ma'am, what happened? God healed me from my left ear. I wasn't able to hear. I fell ice skating six years ago and hit my head and lost my complete hearing, my memory, everything. I couldn't walk. I'm supposed to be a vegetable, but God healed me. I sing in the choir. I'm here to praise God and give him all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my, look at this miracle. What an incredible. Now, now you couldn't hear totally from this Part left ear. I was partially deaf in the left ear. And when I sing, sometimes you'll hear me do this. And because when you... I covered it today and you prayed and I let it go, I can hear. Oh my goodness. Now, I, heard, I heard somebody scream. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you shut this ear tight. Shut it real tight. Can you hear? Yes. Snapping. You, could you do this before? Could no. you hear? No. no. Not no. at all? Not at all. Okay. Could you, could you put it really tight? No, 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 no. This year. All right. Now you count for me. One. Two. I haven't started. No. Oh. I, I, I'm, uh, you count oh. the sounds. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One. One, two, three. One, two. One, two, three, four. Wow! My God! She couldn't do this before. That's a miracle of God. He opened your ears and gave you back your hearing. Pastor, tell me what happened to this lady. Come, All right. Come this way. Come closer. To the so she was having some issues in her knees, and she said that as you were praying, that she felt God move, and then she just, were you sitting up in the balcony? Yes. And you just started moving up and down the stairs yeah. without pain? Yeah. Before I would take one step at a time, I could take up. You know, step, 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 all the way up and down. <laughs> now? No. Now what do you have to do? One by, uh, just go up, down, without doing she one was, step. She was one bouncing step. up and right. down the stairs. Oh, oh wonderful. She, she wants you, why don't you go as fast as you can all the way down and come on up. Hey, look at this miracle. Isn't it wonderful? Come on down again and come on up again. Come up now. Now, how do you feel? Just fine. <laughs> it's great. How long have you suffered that you couldn't do this? Oh, I don't know. A couple years. Two years? More? Well, um, it, it would come and go. Um, but now it's all gone. But now it's all gone. Hallelujah. Praise God for this miracle, Pastor. Yeah, this is this. Tammy. This is Tammy. She had some issues in her, in her bones as well. And you felt like the God knees. just healed you Both as well. Both your knees or one? Both. Both the knees. Have you been uh, seeing the doctors? You know what? It's going on. No, he don't know what's going on. But uh, you have pain bending down, getting up, or where was the pain? When I stoop. When you stoop. Oh, go ahead and do it now. Yeah, I can stoop now. She can Whoa. stoop now. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, it's wonderful. God gave you a miracle. God bless you. Sir, what happened? 
I, I suffered asthma years, uh, uh, for asthma for years. And I took a job to call COVID. I was unemployed. So I took a job as a dishwasher and I was allergic to seafood, shrimp. And every time I touch seafood or eat it or anything, where I smell it, I start breathing where I die. And they, they had to bring me back. So I what took- And what did God do for you today? So today, I was suffering from asthma today. And I can breathe. Wow. Because I had asthma all last night. I was up all night long. Didn't sleep at all. So do you have to use pumps or you have to use... I had left my inhaler at home. And I, I, I suffered you, the whole you, night. You had to use an inhaler. And I didn't use that. I came here. I, I was going home to get my inhaler. I came straight here. I didn't want to miss it's service. Gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. Praise God for this miracle. Hallelujah. God bless you. Pastor, come. Come on this way. What all happened? Right. So what just happened? Uh, God healed my leg. It was shorter, my right leg. I had two hip replacements separate times. And this leg is shorter and this leg is longer. And before you even start praying, I felt the go down my body and I said, oh, Hey, it's an adjustment on your hips and and God just fixed it. Right, right. You you feel like both are the same. Both are the same. And you don't have to limb on one side. Like this. Oh, you always have to bend over on your left side. To balance. All right, I have no sense of direction. (laughs) You know what I love that she just shared? It was before you even started praying. Isn't that special that God was already moving? It's all God, right? It's all God. He'll he'll move with me or knock me around, but I'll tell you it's truth. That there is an anointing in this house for healing. Come on, on. get into the house of God, everybody. Don't miss next Sunday. Come to church. What happened? What's going on? What happened? So this morning, um, I woke up. I have had two back surgeries. I have a Cajun two screws in my back. And this morning, I actually woke up. I said, oh, every, it works. My back hurts every single day, even if I do not work. And this morning, I was like, oh, I said, Lord. And when you said, let there, there was, you're going to call for three. When you the first said, Lord, you said, please let him call back pain, please. As soon as you said that, I put my hand on my back immediately, and I was believing. And I can't not usually go like this. Because uh-huh. I feel like I just, I have no flexibility. Uh-huh. And when you said, do the things that you, you, you cannot do, I went like this, I can do all this. Whoa! Praise God! God is good. Yeah. The surgery was done in 2009. I can never do all the things. You had a surgery in 2009? Yeah, two surgeries. But my last one, 2009, was a cage and two screws. Right uh, there. Yeah, my L405. Now, how, how, how in the world can you bend with two screws in there? It's hard. I have the, the screws won't let you do it. Yeah. I have no flexibility. Only God! Oh, praise God! Look at this miracle! Hallelujah! Sister, what happened, Pastor? Um, my, I always constantly sit on my right leg because my left knee hurts because I hurt a couple years ago. But when you were saying before you started praying, you were talking, I was feeling weird. I'm like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> and then I stood up and then I felt like two pops in my knee and then one on my hip. And now it feels better to stand like this versus like this. And I tried to like not make it noticeable, but now it just, it just feels better like this. And then like my sinuses, like I can be by both nose. Jesus loves you. He loves you. Man, you, this lady got a bonus. This young lady, he's got, she's got not one, but two miracles. And, 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 and two, there was two pops and then it's gone. Your, right. how, how, like, I can... You couldn't do that. You could not do that before. Wow. And then your sinus. Breathing good? Yes. Yes. It's all gone. All gone. So great. Wow, God bless you. Now, these are not tears of sorrow. They are tears of joy. Amen. Praise God. What happened? It was rheumatoid arthritis. I had the starting uh, parts of rheumatoid arthritis with knots on my knuckles, and the knots are all gone, and it's no longer. You had knots when you came. It was all there, huh? Fingers, and they're gone, and it doesn't and hurt. You are I'm, her, I'm her husband. Okay, <laughs> you are a good, important, important weakness now. Were the knots really there before? Absolutely, absolutely right. They sure were. God touched me today, too. I, All I right, just a moment. Let's yes. go over this one first. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I'm glad. You know how excited we are when we're people that are ready to 
talk about the Lord. Amen. Amen. Brag yes. about Jesus. And also my hip, when I get up, um, it was hurting. And so I, I feel like they're the same now. This one isn't sticking out further than this one anymore. Wow. Now, you mean it was protruding? It was protruding because of the arthritis. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so now. Yeah. It's gone right back in. It's right. disappeared. Whatever disappeared. happened, it's, gone. it's all the same. It's, it's gone. gone. Yeah. Praise God. And, and so also the knots are gone. Yeah. Both sides, both hands on your fingers. It's all gone. gone. Praise God. What happened, my friend? Come, just stay with us. Yes, sir. When I was a kid, I had asthma that God healed me of. But a couple years ago, I got uh, COVID. And for the last two years or so, my breathing has been a lot more shallow, and I've had to use inhalers. While uh, the service was going on, right before you started to pray, it felt like somebody put an oxygen mask over me. And I started breathing deep, more deeply than I have in a couple of years. I feel fantastic. Thank you. You back to normal. <laughs> God healed you. You brought an inhaler with you? No. 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 But it, and what a marvelous miracle. You know, God was talking to me about people like you. Thank you for that hearing. Is, and, and there are those that are watching. You send a message quickly when you know that God has healed you. Your breathing is back to normal. Tell about the Lord and let's boast of Him, Jesus. That's right. It's all gone. We give all praise to Jesus. Oh, come on. Praise God. Hallelujah. I have somebody from online. Please. Somebody from online, Marlena. Marlena uh, messaged in to the team that's chatting there and said that I have a slipped disc L5 and that the pain had started in my lower back and it goes all the way down my foot on the right side. But right now I have no pain. I'm standing up and I'm walking pain free. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. How good praise is that God, for Marlena? Oh, praise God for this miracle. Hallelujah. Now. I, I, I'm going to take some more. It's fine. Do we have some more miracles? It, it's, it's gone back to the seats. Okay. That's fine. Now, I want to pray the next miracle prayer. You have been suffering from cancer. Wherever it may be that have broken out on your body, it doesn't matter how long it's been. God wants to heal you and make you cancer-free. Number two, something's been going on and... Whatever part, whichever internal organs has gone out of order, kind of wacky, it's not functioning as it should, whether it's the liver, the lungs, the bowel, the, uh, uh, the kidney, wherever it is, an internal organ, God wants to fix it today. Number three, you're suffering from sight problem. You have problems with cataracts. Get ready for it to just disappear. Gone and your eyes are clear again. You're suffering from retina detachment. You're, you have problems with your eyesight. You can't see far, you cannot see near. You, you, you have problems with double vision. Whatever is the need of your eyes, God is ready to heal you now. If you have any of these three conditions, this order in your internal organs, cancers, or eye conditions, stand on your feet quickly. So also those that are watching online, you do the same thing to connect with your faith to the miracle flow of God's power. Oh, something wonderful is happening to you now. Get ready to receive that miracle of God in the name of Jesus. I bind every foul spirit that causes cancers. In Jesus' name, I curse cancer cells to die. And I uproot cancers in the name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, I command every cancerous growth to disappear. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command new good cells in its place. And in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit of death. And I command you to come out of their bodies. Live in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit that causes breakdowns 
shutdowns in their internal organs. In Jesus' name, I break its hold. Now I lose these organs to reactivate. In the name of Jesus, to reverse in Jesus' name. There it goes. There it goes in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit that causes blindness. I command it to be bound and cast out. And in the name of Jesus, cataracts, I command you to be removed now. And in the name of Jesus, I speak healing over your eyesight, long sightedness, short sightedness, double vision, blur vision. Go in Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, I release the healing power of God to flow now over everyone in the name of Jesus. Receive the power of Almighty God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed wherever you are. Receive that miracle power. Receive the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Rise and be healed. In the name of Jesus. There it is. There it is. That's the power of Almighty God. Something's happening to you right now. Right where you are. Now quickly, take your hands off. Open your eyes. Look up here. Now, do what you cannot do before. You check. You check. You check. And, and, and you can feel the difference. You know, there will be a lot of people that needs to get a medical examination for this one. Or go see a doctor. You do that. Come back to the church with praise report and tell what the Lord has done for you. But some of you may... Feel like the discomfort is gone, the unease is gone, or the symptoms are gone, and, and you may know right now. And for those eyes, you know, I have had times where people, in fact, this time too, when people were checking and, and when their eyes opened, they wonder why is it that it's so blurred, it's worse than before. Well, it's because you have to take off your contact lens because your, your, your eyesight has been adjusted. And you don't need them anymore. But back home, they take off their glasses and they're like, Phew! Phew! It's all clear now. I didn't need my glasses. So you check. Do whatever you can. And if you know that you're healed, give the praise report to God. Now, how many of you here felt something has happened? Something has shifted? Something is right? Something that God has done for you and you know that you're healed? One more time. Raise your hands up and wave to me. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Somebody else over here, up in the balcony, thank you. Yes, somebody else, yes, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. There's something very important that I want to do. The miracle worker is in his house. His name is Jesus. And Jesus not only died on the cross for our sins, he also bore the stripes on his back that we might be healed. But no matter where you are at in life, no matter at which point, high, low, midway, or you don't know where you are, I want to tell you that God knows that you're here. And Jesus came and brought you here expressively for this coming moments that's about to take place. God's doing something in our lives. You see the power of God. You see the miracles of God. You see me standing as a miracle of God. I don't know where I'll be in jail or died on the streets a long time ago, if not for Jesus. He turned my life all around 180 degrees. God did something for me that no man could do for me. And it's not because of whether you're so filthy or you're so sinful, nor is it because you're so good and righteous. It doesn't matter. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, no matter what religion and what beliefs and what philosophies and psycho and whatever it is that ideologies that you have, I want to tell you that you need Jesus today. And it's time for things to change. It's time for you to get a new beginning. I want everybody that's in this room, would you all stand up together? Let's all stand together. I tell you that Jesus is here for people that Jesus is talking to right now. And if you say, I need the Savior, I don't need to wait for another week. 
I want my life to change. I need the power of God. There are things in my life that I need to restart things in my life that I need fixed. There are things in my life that I need a miracle of God. And the only way where you can get there is by way of Jesus as Savior that he lives in your heart and it's going to happen. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And if you are here and you say, man, I need Jesus. I need him to give me a new beginning. I need him, the power that I see happen today. I need that power in my life. I need to meet the Savior Jesus. And if that's you, I want to pray for you. I want you to have Jesus living in your heart that when you go from this place, it's not leaving Jesus behind. He lives in your heart and wherever you are, he's there with you. And everything that you need, he's a prayer away. And if this is you, it's the moment now that you have Jesus as Savior. If this is you, I want to pray for you. Lift up a hand so I can see who you are. Yes, anyone else? Anyone else? Anybody else here? Anybody else on this side? Is there anyone that needs Jesus? Anyone up in the balcony? Did I see somebody? Yes, thank you. Is there somebody else on this side? I don't want to miss anybody. Right here, right there, right there. Somebody there, thank you. Praise God. Is there somebody else? You need, thank you very much. You need Jesus as Savior. You need your sins forgiven. You need to get Jesus to come into your heart. Is there anybody else? Now, one more time. If you have your hands raised, would you raise it up for me one more time so I can see you and keep your hands up? One. Where, where else? Did I miss somebody? Up in the balcony. Up there. Right, right over there. Right over there. Yes, yes, my friend. Is there somebody else here? Now, if you have your hands raised, I want you to, the person sitting next to you, would you bring that person down here now? Everybody, let's clap for them as they come. Let's welcome them. Clap for them as they come down. That we can pray for them. Praise God. Praise God.